This morning, I'm just going to share for a little while, and we're going to come back to some more worship, and we're going to share communion. Um, we thought at the first week of the year, it would be great just to have an extended time of just singing and declaring the goodness of God and remembering Him in communion, looking forwards in that. So I just want to share some things that have been bubbling up devotionally in me, and uh, if you're a guest, so welcome. My name's Hugh, one of the pastors here, and it's a thrill to have you with us. And um, the first thing I was going to share really was just from that verse that I read where there's this command to uh, love the Lord our God with all our heart and with all our soul and all our mind. And as I said, I'm yet to meet, meet a Christian who has encountered Jesus who doesn't want that. <laughs> and yet I'm yet to meet one who knows that there is so much more of themselves to to give, but this is the first thing, so it would be suitable. I know it's not a big start of the year for everyone uh, who has set their resolutions, who's a resolution setter, who has set some goals, who's decided on some habits, who's trying to detox, who's trying to get to the gym. It's that time of year that we do all these things, but it is a very natural season as well, just to realign what's coming up. Has anyone booked a holiday for 2023? Don't be shy. Fantastic. Some of you, well done. Has anyone signed up to a gym for the first time in a little while? Yeah, some people there. Very good. Very good. Who's, uh, who's ready for the Daniel Fast and you've got your menu books? Yeah, very good. So if you need a few menus or you get an invite to their houses, you'll be able to get a, a healthy meal. It's a time when we resolve to do so much and that's, <clears throat> that's helpful. Usually it's because of the excesses of Christmas <clears throat> that we need to try and Correct. But in the midst of all that fun, have we booked our time in with the Lord? Have we booked in and prioritized with our resource as much investment in putting the Lord first as we have with our holidays and our gym memberships and our time? Um, I love calendar planning. I love around Christmas, New Year, sitting and setting out the calendar for the year and working out seasons and rhythms and uh, looking ahead. My wife just walks in and sees what I'm doing and walks out because she's a, she's a today person. I'm an over there person. Who's a today person? Some of you are yeah, half off. Who's like over there person, yeah? And who's a ooh, back there person? No, don't put your hand up. Um, <laughs> Uh, but we, many of us have made investments and we're anticipating that holiday or half term already um, or whatever it might be. You're anticipating uh, shedding, a bit of, shedding a bit of weight or you're just anticipating some good things and there's nothing wrong with that. But is that matched by your anticipation and your prioritizing and your investing in Jesus? would be a very important question for us to ask at the start of the year. So maybe we've spent, I mean, in a room like this, there'll be 200, 500 on, on, on the holiday, and we've budgeted paying it off for the next six months. Have we thought how we're going to invest in our relationship with Jesus and set aside time to be with him as much of a priority? Now, some of you are brilliant at that. Well done. Um, others of us, we, we like plans, and we, we need to remember this command, to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and all your mind. And I like to think, and I think it's suitable, the commands of God are the invitations of God. So for some of us, we, we read command and we think it's, it's a rule. And what, 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 yes, but it's an invitation. The commands of God are invitations. They're not burdensome. 
They are life-giving. So if you ever read the Bible and you think that the command of God is not an invitation, I'm not sure that you know God and His nature and His character. I'm not saying they're not weighty. <laughs> I'm not saying you'll like all of them. But what I'm saying is they're an invitation to fullness of life. The first command in the Bible with a promise and a blessing is, honor your parents and my children in the room, yes. Honor your mother and father and it may go well with you. Honor your father, it will go well with you. So it's more a question and an invitation. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. What will that look like for you this year? We're coming into um, 21 days of uh, prayer and fasting in the um, coming few weeks. You've all got one of these booklets, so please grab it. There's a pen near you, so please put your name in so that we know when you've made it look like you're getting involved and you leave your book, we know who you are. No, I'm just joking, so that we can get the book back to you. But I would encourage you, it doesn't have to be right now, but put your name in it so someone can get it back to you. Um, every January as a church, we set, well, we have done for some years now, we set aside 21 days where we together encourage one another to focus particularly on prayer and fasting. And so in this booklet, starting tomorrow, there is a verse or a, a thought of the day that would help us as a church journey together in praying along the similar lines. We have a prayer gathering this evening, and for the next three Sundays, we're going to have prayer gatherings here at the school at 7.45 in the evening. There are a bunch of other prayer gatherings during the week, 7 to 8 a.m. on Wednesday morning on a Zoom you're welcome to just pop in. You're welcome to not put your video on while you're cycling on your bike. I got a Zoom prayer meeting where someone's cycling on their bike uh, and just listening in as they go, which is just uh, fantastic. There's going to be, I'm going to be praying in my cabin, in my garden on Friday evenings. Anyone's welcome to come just for an hour. We're going to pray. All of those details can be found on the website, which is the addresses on the back of your book, uh, our website forward slash 21 days. And this booklet is also on electronic form there, and you can download it or you can flip through it on that webpage. If you've never given yourself to a concerted season of particularly focused prayer, it's just really helpful. We encourage people to fast in whatever way, shape, or form that is. A lot of people over the years have done the Daniel fast, which um, in broad sense is really healthy eating. Um, it's, uh, it's no meats and sugars and caffeines and all those things, and lots of beans and vegetables. Um, I found that over the years that the discipline of thinking about what I eat and put into my body and of preparing it um, and then of eating it but also knowing I'm missing out on some other things has been a constant reminder for 21 days. Why am I doing this? Oh, it's Jesus. And it creates, particularly in the first few weeks, a hunger and a longing in you. Um, and actually, I think that, that, that speaks something about something spiritual. Um, in God. So I really want to encourage you to grab one of these, um, take it with you, follow through with us in praying. On the website, there's lots of encouragement. Some days when there's not organized prayer, we want to encourage you to walk, do prayer walks in your neighborhood. Find out who's in your neighborhood, ping them a message saying, I'm going for a half an hour prayer walk. Families, why don't you take your kids around the block straight after dinner time when they're very energetic uh, and just pray for your neighbors. Very, very simple, very sure, and invite others in to do that. And please, please, where you can, make it along to our prayer gatherings. Um, the church will be richer for you being there, and people will be blessed mutually. Obviously, some of you won't be able to make evenings. I understand that it doesn't work at the best time, but 
If you can be praying at those times, and if you have any thoughts, please send them through to the office. But the reason I tell you about that is because this command to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind requires us to... We are physical beings, and we are spiritual and intellectual and emotional and, and social. And so the, the, as we engage in these physical things, I mean, Jesus calls us to fast. It's an expectation that Christians fast when you read the New Testament. When you fast, it's something that stirs us. But one of the reasons we give ourselves to prayer is you read in Jude this. Jude chapter 1, verse 20 to 21, or just Jude. Um, it's the book before Revelation, if you want to turn there with you. Um, but you, beloved, building yourselves up in the most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't think that's referring to speaking in tongues there. I think it's referring as you nudged and led and stirred by the Holy Spirit, but it would include that. Keep yourselves. Can you say keep yourselves? In the love of God, waiting for the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. Now, there's a whole context, obviously, Within, um, within Jude, but I just want to pick up on these two things. Uh, building yourselves up, that could look like a myriad of things. I think that's particularly the Word of God. You feed on the Word of God, you build yourself up in there. But praying in the Holy Spirit is a vital way to keep yourself in the love of, in the love of God. And uh, praying with others, scripturally, you see it's a very repeated pattern. In Acts, they devoted themselves. One of the things they did was to praying Together, particularly, now togetherness can mean in the same room, but also as we are scattered and together. And so how do you keep yourself in this wonderful place of a Sunday morning? I realize for others, our hearts are all sorts of places, but when we come together, it's beautiful. God's here. We, we taste and see that the Lord is good. We, we're stirred by others' praise when we've got our head down and we think we're defined by this limitation and that challenge. Actually, we lift our eyes thinking, well, there's God. God's bigger than it all. How do we keep ourselves in that place? Well, prayer is a big part of that. Keep on praying to keep yourself in the. Who wants to stay in the love of God? Who doesn't want to get to Saturday night and think, man, I'm rubbish. It's been a terrible week. I need to get to church just to survive. I hope you do come to church just as well. It's a good, good thing. But who wants to every day be living in there? I do. So there's something about praying in the Holy Spirit with the Word of God that keeps us in the love of God, any relationship where you want to be kept close or kept intimate, you invest time. Many of us invest way more priority in our earthly relationships compared to the priority we put in our relationship with the, with the Lord. I'm preaching to the choir myself. And it might not look like amount of time, but there's an intentionality and there's a focus in that. So prayer is going to be one of the ways that we do that. And so if you're sitting there thinking, I don't know how to pray, I'm going to go to a prayer meeting and I'm thinking the whole time, can I say what I'm thinking, because I might sound foolish. Uh, we've all been there. There's only one way you learn to pray. It's being around people who pray and doing it. I'm not sure there's a particularly right way to pray. It's a relationship thing. So come along. Learn to pray. Pray where you are by yourselves. And keeping ourselves in the love of God and the command, it's a beautiful, sweet-tasting thing. Many of you will know Psalm 27, uh, where David says, one thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple. That's what the command of God looks like. It looks like this overflowing longing. And you're kept in that place with prayer and praise, many other things, 
but prayer is the particular focus. So can I urge you at the beginning of this year, make this your one thing, your first longing, loving the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind, and keep yourselves there in the love of God, dwelling in the house of the Lord, gazing on the beauty of the Lord by praying in the Holy Spirit all the days of your life. Most of our life groups, not all, some will tweak it, are going to be going through this book, The Prayers of, of Many, this term, which is just a helpful prompt and guide to be praying. Praying will be a particular focus, as a, it always a part of, in our, in our life groups. Um, we'll, all, we'll be giving you one of these books next week. They should be here by next week. There's a few for life group leaders to get your head around them. Uh, they should be in the literature table as you go, or just ask for them. Uh, and we'll be giving a concerted effort to pray. If nothing else this year, may we mature in prayer. Because prayer never stays by itself. It leads to so much. It leads to freedom. It leads to mission. It leads to worship. It leads to gifts. It leads to God speaking to you about endeavors in the workplace and in other, other ways. And so... Just a note really on the fasting side of things. Fasting is kind of a withdrawal, isn't it? And uh, Jesus, and this will be the last thing before we come to communion and other things. Matthew 4, I'm, I'm, I'm reading at the beginning of Matthew this year. I'm not doing the Bible in one year. I don't think I've ever nailed that one. Um, but I'm reading two chapters from different places in the Bible each year. So I'm reading in Matthew, and we read this in Matthew chapter 4 after Jesus had been baptized. It says this, then Jesus, just listen to this was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. If that was the full stop, that's, you know, <laughs> thanks God. I'm being led to this desert place where, you know, I'm probably going to be at my weakest and most vulnerable to be tempted by the devil. But it goes on and it says this, after fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. <laughs> no surprise there, Jesus was hungry. And then the temptation comes. So when we read that the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness to be tempted, and then after 40 days and 40 nights, I mean, Jesus handled that temptation pretty well. Would you agree? So I don't think leading him into the wilderness is a place of weakening. I think it's a place of strengthening. Because he was stripped of everything other than God. He was hungry, but he had God. He was stripped of any dependency. He was, now this is Jesus, uh, but it's the same with us. We are stripped of our strength. Maybe you feel, I can't be the bubbly one in the room, or maybe you feel, I can't even stay up late, or I can't. We're stripped of things, and we're weak, and then we find strength in, in God. And I, this leading by the devil into the wilderness, this wilderness place is a frequent habit of Jesus. So it's, uh, the word for it is eremos which is a wilderness or a desert place or a quiet and isolated place. And Jesus often withdrew physically to this place. And I want to encourage you, just as fasting is a sense of withdrawal and prayer, find a place that you can specifically withdraw from to be with God. We read examples of Jesus, Matthew 14, 13. Now, when Jesus heard this about John's death, he withdrew from there in a boat to a desolate place. Mark chapter 1 verse 35, rising very early in the morning while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place. And there he prayed after long ministry and ministry coming. Luke chapter 5 verse 15 to 16. But now even more the report about Jesus went abroad and great crowds gathered to hear him. He was having a platform and they wanted to be healed. But 
he would withdraw to a desolate place and, and pray. And we could go on and go on. And it seems Jesus both proactively and reactively, one would say, or you could say routinely and reactively, he withdrew to this Eremos place to be alone with God. And so as we come into this place of fasting, it's, an, it's a withdrawal from certain things so as to be mindful of and to be with God. And as we come into a season of prayer, it's this place of being caught up with the Lord, of communion with the Lord, of dependency on the Lord, and of keeping ourselves in the love of God. So I want to encourage you this term to do that. If you haven't signed up for a life group, we'll hear a bit more about that at the end. But please make sure you have one of these booklets. And I'm just going to pray for us. And then there is a communion station just here behind um, the banner. It's got bread that's been cut up in little open cups, and there's a communion station at the back by the sound desk. And then on the refreshments table, there are the little sealed communion packs. So if you want a sealed pack that's got a little wafer on, they'll be on the refreshments table, and then we'll have these communion stations. And when I'm finished praying, I'd love you to go and grab communion, find someone that you want to pray with, just in threes or fours, and we're going to spend something like five, ten minutes praying together, giving thanks together at the start of this year. If, you, if you're not a Christian or it's new and you don't really know anyone and you've got some questions, you're welcome to come to me. You're welcome to be by yourself as well. If you're not a Christian, please just pause on taking communion. This is something Christians do to honor and to remember Jesus as sacrifice for them. But if you're turning to Jesus, today could be the first day that you partake in that. And while you're doing it, I'm just going to read these verses on screen, and maybe you can use these as you pray together just to guide your prayers. In 1 Corinthians 11, we read this. It says, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, also, he took the cup after supper and said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. So then, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sin against the body and the blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself in, the way, in this way. Let him eat the bread and drink from the cup. So what I want to encourage you to do is as you go or maybe before you go is just to pause for a moment and remember Jesus and maybe something of what I've said you think in my, in, in my heart the Lord's not a priority you, can't, you don't want to force that but you, you want to cry out for the state of our hearts and say Lord I long to yearn for this I don't want to go for nominal attendance and pitching up and some nice feelings once in a while I want to love you, Lord. I want to honor you. So just be attentive, even now, Holy Spirit. Maybe let's do this bit together. Just be attentive to your heart and just simply begin to say sorry. There's a grieving in our hearts, Lord, and we don't put you first. We know you're worthy, Lord, and we truly love you. You know our hearts, they chase after other gods, other things. Lord, you know I'm more excited about this event or that plan this year than I am about you. I'm sorry. Help me, Lord. 
I can't change that, but help me. In a few moments as we come to remember you, the Lord's Supper, Lord, we, we remember that you're the one who cleanses us and makes us whole. We remember you're the one who took all our sins, all our failings, all our inabilities, and all our... <laughs> All the problems, Lord, you take it and you cleanse us white as snow. You soften our hearts, give us hearts of flesh. So Lord, take our, our shortcomings, take our questions, our doubts, our fears. As we come, Lord, to have bread and fruit of the vine, we seek to honor you this year, Lord. And to love you with all our hearts and with all our, all, all of our beings. Everything, Lord. Hearts, all mind, strength. Diaries, calendars, wallets, relationships. The whole lot, Lord. And we thank you that you have risen. We proclaim your death. You're coming again. We proclaim your life. We proclaim your resurrection. You have all power to break every chain and to help us. So we come to you now, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. So I wonder, Becca, I wonder, would you mind? Thank you, guys. Yeah, both of you, however you see fit, just to play. So for the next five, ten minutes, I would love you to go one of the communion stations, grab some bread and wine, find someone near you you want to pray with or share with. Um, and if, if, you, if you're not doing that, it's fine. Just, just be where you are. Um, and uh, then someone will come up and we'll come back to some sung worship towards the end and we'll take up our offering and share some news of what's going on in church in church life when you pray together use these words just say thank you sorry please it's a really helpful uh, way to go so let's go for it god bless you <laughs>